Ready? <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to the Playing Dirty Podcast episode two. Woo! We are we are back <laughs> and better than ever. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, I am Katie and this is my co-host Megan. Hello. And today we are going to be chatting about a ton of new content, including Formula One, of which I know nothing about, but Megan is the resident pro. We're going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, um, among the NBA playoffs, and then Stanley Cup playoffs as well. All right, guys. And if you haven't, follow us on Instagram at Playing Dirty Podcast, Twitter at Playing Dirty Pod, and you can see us in video on YouTube. So let's get into it, Katie. Awesome. Okay. Let's start with, I think, what everyone is talking about in the NFL right now, which is Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. Uh, initial thoughts, Megan, on A, Aaron Rodgers, and B, him leaving Green Bay after 18 seasons. Um, I'm not Aaron Rodgers' biggest fan, and I feel like that came about through 2020 and more recently. I don't think he's done a really superb job in the most recent season. So if the New York Jets are excited, then, then yeah. I'll be excited, but I don't really know. I Yeah, I agree. I do think, especially as this last season, he wasn't performing as well as he historically has. Um, but I mean, I think the reason that he even considered leaving Green Bay, and I will say like, I give him props for having stayed with that franchise for 18 seasons. I mean, like, that's a long time to give mm -hmm. a team and an, an, an administration administration a chance to like work around you. Like, I mean, he's been like a four time MVP, I think of the NFL. Right. Like he, you know, like he's obviously an outstanding player, but I think he kind of got to the point where he wasn't seeing eye to eye with Green Bay. And that was kind of the catalyst for him to look elsewhere. And I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why it happened to be the Jets. Maybe they had been courting him for a period of time, or maybe it was just like the contract payout or whatever it was. Um, but hoping he sees some, I, I am also not like the biggest fan of him, but I'm hoping he at least sees some uh, success with the Jets that maybe he didn't have with Green Bay. Well, when you take a quarterback like Tom Brady and you say like, okay, he retired, he's coming out of retirement and he continues to show up game after game mm -hmm. and have those moments of, yeah, he's not winning every game, but he's unarguably a great quarterback. I just don't have that same argument about Aaron Rodgers. Really? I don't, I just, I mean, I don't watch a ton of NFL football day to day, mm -hmm. but there's just like a different air to Aaron Rodgers that I feel like maybe it's time for younger talent to come in and yeah. step up. No, I think, I think you're totally right there. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers has become sort of like a grimacy old man. Like I remember being young, right? Like I remember being younger and watching him being like, okay, yeah, like he's a stud. Um, he was kind of like had the enthusiasm and, and kind of was more like the Tom Brady enthusiasm you're talking about. But now he's become 
a little bit of a Scrooge. I don't know. It just hasn't he come become very like um, I and I don't know if if like this term still used, but like granola. Yeah, yeah, like with the man bun. Yeah, and I think he's at least when they were covering his relationship with um, Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of media press about some interesting things that they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He definitely has evolved as he's gotten older. Um, and I'm sure it's hard to be him. Like, power to him. Like, he's in the spotlight and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But I don't know. I, I again, like, I hope he finds success. But to actually get Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, uh, the Jets had to do a lot of maneuvering, um, uh-huh. which actually, which ended up being trading two. 2023 first round draft picks, um, a second round 2024 draft pick, and a, I believe it is a also a 2025 draft pick, second round pick, um, but becomes a first round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of New York's snaps, which he will. He's going to start. So they gave up three years of basically first and second round draft picks to get him. Um, wow. Which, I mean, great. Like, hopefully it works out. And I also know that Aaron had like a good amount of money still on his contract with Green Bay. I think it was a three year contract of like 150 million or or something of that range. Um, And he's leaving in after his first year. So I believe Green Bay is going to be paying him out a guaranteed salary of like a really small amount for the first year. Um, but then the second and third year that he continues is going to be a hundred, about a hundred million, 107, 108 million, 2025. It appears that's 42% of their salary cap, which is insane. Like they, they, they have done so much to get him there. And like, that's great. I hope it works out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. But I think ultimately, like, why Aaron Rodgers left had a lot to do with his frustration with the with the Packers. Like, and they just, like, weren't working with him. Um, and I think that's... Do you know in what way? I think it started a few years ago, maybe around, like, 2020. Um, he didn't feel like he had, like, the receiving core that would help him like actually win the games. Like you can be as great as you want, but if you don't have anyone to catch the ball, like you're not, yeah. really, you know, and in the 2020 draft, the Packers didn't use any first round picks on receivers that were really going to be helpful to the team. Um, and he, I guess has had like ongoing communication trying to like get something figured out with them. And they just, again, like they haven't really seen eye to eye and there's been some like disagreements in who they're drafting, who they're playing, um, support on the offensive side. So I don't blame him. I'm sure it was a hard decision. He gave him a shot for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, big news, big change. Hmm. Well, we'll see how it works out for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know too much about the New York Jets. but All right, Megan, there was a big fashion 
quick big big fashion thing this weekend <laughs> you probably don't care about this at all do you even like follow the met gala not too much no but i like seeing people like look nice okay i'm gonna pull up everyone's photo on my phone okay and i'm gonna we're gonna go through everyone's outfits okay so everyone the met gala was was it this past weekend, not not when we're recording, but the weekend prior. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, okay. we got back from the desert, and I've just been trying to survive ever since then. Oh, me too, girl. There's nothing worse than going on vacation and then trying to get back to work and, like, focusing. Oh, it's terrible. I... You know what they say is, like, you're always happier the day before you take your vacation than the last day of your vacation. And that is so true. Well, that's what I told you. I was like, I'm going to become mute on Monday when it's time to drive back because all I'm going to be thinking about is the dread of going oh. back to work. So the Met Gala obviously brings all the stars out. And some of those stars are our favorite athletes. So Yeah. So <laughs> my favorite Daniel Ricardo win, which um, last year was, I think last year, it was Lewis Hamilton, and he bought a whole table for up-and-coming designers and really made a big statement. Mm -hmm. Danny Rick got to go this year, and he went viral because at the top of the steps, he got out of the way of Anne Hathaway, mm -hmm. and she turned around, and I guess she like knew who he was. She's like, oh my gosh, like you're the racer. And he was just like dumbfounded. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She so called him the like, racer. Oh my gosh, you you met the princess of Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Okay. And other big news, Serena Williams and her husband went. Mm -hmm. And she dropped the news that she's pregnant. Yeah. By saying in her caption, she was excited that um, the three of them had been invited. And it was like a picture of her and her husband. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. That's really cute. I guess she had posted um, some videos of her daughter mm -hmm. saying that she wanted a sibling, which I just think is so cute. Can we can we backtrack for a second? Are Daniel yeah. Ricardo and Anne Hathaway dating? No, 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 no. Oh, oh those are two separate <laughs> things. Yeah. Daniel Ricardo is uh, dating a model. Hmm. I forget her name is Heidi, perhaps. Okay. I'm not surprised about that. She's adorable, if you are curious. I'm sure. Um, um, racers usually date people in the racing world. like connect Really? Them. Yeah, they always end up dating like some world-renowned racer's daughter, stuff like that. Oh, sure. Um, okay. So my fave, Russell Westbrook went to the Met Gala, yeah. which is like Chanel. Yeah, in Chanel, he he's a fashion icon, or he tries to be. Um, I think he went. I didn't see him with any pictures of his wife or his kids, so he might have just like cruised alone. I don't or, think they're allowed to like walk the carpet unless both people are invited. Oh, like um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are both mm -hmm. invited to it, and so like they get to go together. But otherwise. I don't know how significant others work for this event. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and Who else then went? Brittany Griner and her wife went. Wife, and I will. Yeah. But 
she looked fab. Like her suit was so tailored and well cut. I'm like, dang, that's not just Aritzia. That's like, that's like some, (laughs) I'm thinking like, how do I get a suit like that for work? Like (laughs) not just Aritzia. You got to be famous and invited to the Met Gala. Yeah, that's true. But they looked great. Um, And then we have Mr. Patty Mahomes and his wife. How come she got to go? I think she was invited. His wife? Don't quote me on that, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, they were, they were, they were cute enough. They're kind of a chuggy couple to me. I don't know. I find Patrick Mahomes kind of, well, everyone makes fun of him. He's like Kermit the Frog. But like, Lady, you're going to have to define the term chuggy for some people that listen and don't know okay. what that means. You're right. You're right. Chuggy means like tacky. like a bit old fashioned and it's like, I'm trying to think of an analogy that would qualify Chuggy. Like wearing, I mean, Skechers are coming or like New Balance sneakers are coming back. So I can't really say that. And like chunky sneakers are like back, but it'd be like wearing the, the example that I always think about is when people in their homes have those signs that say like, this family is blessed. And it's like a oh. word sign that they put up on the wall. Yeah. That's <laughs> a little chuggy. Yeah. Although I think my mom has had many of those signs throughout <laughs> my life. So I, I can't, can't insult too hard there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I find them a little bit like awkward and cringy. But I mean, he, he's rich and famous now. So. Okay. So. From the Mahomes family, did you see that Jackson Mahomes got arrested this week? Yeah. So if anyone listening hasn't seen the video, um, Jackson Mahomes was arrested for, um, I think it's sexual battery. Mm -hmm. And there's a video to go along with it. And honestly, when I saw the video... It just, like, made every inch of my body, like, cringe. cringe. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. It, it. it's a little triggering to watch it and then know that stuff like that happens to women and men all the time. All the time. All um, the time. So I'm glad he's being held accountable Um, I don't know how that's going to play out for his family and kind of their really big social media presence and stuff like that, but Mm. it was really disappointing to see. Yeah, it was. And outside of the fact that it's like extremely morally wrong and it was disgusting to watch, like, are you an idiot? Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't, like, did he think that he was going to get away with it? I do, and I think that there's an air of I'm famous, I can do what I want, or I'm famous, so women should want me. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, his celebrity status, like, I think it's a hard thing to say, like, you're a celebrity, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that, when it's happening to so many people. Do you get what I mean? No, no, no. No, I mean, 
I, absolutely, you're right. I don't think there's like an exemption for like whatever societal status you have. But I'm saying like you it's should, like doubly. You should doubly. It's, du- hold it's doubly to a high standard. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, that video is very jarring, and I feel like when you think about sexual battery, people probably think. Like, there was this whole thing with Trevor Bauer, too. Like, this happened, like, not too long ago, where he got charged for sexual battery. And unfortunately, a lot of people were, and this was, like, kind of hurtful, a lot of people were not supporting the woman. And I'm not saying, you know, like, there's a lot to it. But to have people react to hearing severe things like that and, like, people potentially like getting hurt and being violated and and people are like oh that's not true or oh she put herself in that position or oh she was texting him she asked for it like it's infuriating it really is and i feel like if you watch that video at first i i kind of have an inkling that like people will watch it and be like oh it wasn't even that bad yeah and that's not not okay I think it's important to recognize that women still in 2023 are in the position where that woman, it was extremely brave and has to be extremely strong to stand up to someone who's in a a public figure like that. And there's absolutely going to be people that are going to come her way. And I think it's important as women to look at that situation and see the video and the proof that's online and say, that could have been me or yeah. that has been me. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for us to stop the people around us that may come and say, oh, it wasn't that bad or right. whatever it may be. And it's like, okay, well, let me tell you something that's happened to me. Exactly. That's one stop short of that. It wasn't a celebrity, but, you know, it was so-and-so at the bar. Exactly. And just being an advocate for strangers, being an advocate for the women in your life, the men in your life. I think it's really important. Definitely an ongoing conversation. So we'll keep following that story, but we should move on to something happier, more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the NBA playoffs. Woo! Yeah. I haven't watched a single game. <laughs> Man, that nine to five is takes up way more time than you think like we did we we did start watching the lakers warriors games props to your mom who was on yeah. time for turning the game on <laughs> oh, in, in, in palm springs yeah 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 my family is pretty on it honestly um but yeah so where we are at are the conference semis and i think you know honestly overall i feel like games have been pretty exciting the uh actually let's start out before we jump into like progress updates let's talk about um Joel Embiid getting MVP mine is baby yeah there's been some tweets going around of him back in 2014 maybe saying that he was gonna get MVP and he was like speaking it into existence and so everyone's mm-hmm. like you did it you did it finally Aww. let me look it up see if okay I can put your dog. That video of his baby running out onto the court and then he's Joel's crying. Oh my heart. I know. It was so, so sweet. Yeah. 
Uh, he's notably finished as the runner-up in voting in each of the past two seasons. In both mm. cases, he lost out to Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic. Jok- <laughs> Can you pronounce that for me? Well, his nickname is the Joker, right? I think it's... <laughs> Jokic. Joke. Yo- it's Jokic. Yo- Wait, say it again, Jack. Jokic. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Jack, my brother. Of course, again, with the knowledge. Um, yeah, so happy for him. That's That was a good little heartwarming video to see. So let's talk series advances and progress here. So conference semis, um, Knicks versus Heat. They are tied 1-1, and they play tonight in game three. Jimmy has been out with a ankle sprain, uh, Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. and and obviously he's one of my favorite players on the Heat, so that's hasn't really intrigued me to watch those games. Um, but it's kind of been a really, uh, I don't want to say fast paced series, but like everyone's gotten really excited uh, for the back and forth, and I personally am pulling for the Heat, um, but we will see tonight. Um, Celtics versus 76ers, so. The Celtics won yesterday, so they lead two to one. Um, I believe in game two, they absolutely demolished the 76ers. There was like a 30 point lead at one point. Um, and then this one will interest you, Megan. Suns versus Denver played yesterday. Suns took the dub, and Booker had a really great game. I was worried for a second there because it was 2 0. Yeah. I'm looking for the stat that Devin Booker tied Michael Jordan on, and I can't find it again. That's okay. I oh, know. Aside, I think Chris Paul looks adorable when he wears glasses like that. Aww. <laughs> CP, he's so wholesome, man. He's been out with a groin injury, so he hasn't been playing. Um, but I love him, man. He's a legend. Uh, Booker last night, though, had 45 points, which is crazy. Um, Great carry there for the Suns. Also, Kevin Durant had like 37 points maybe as well. So uh, that's a fun series to watch. I hope the Suns win. I do, too. I I don't really care about the, the Nuggets. Okay, I found it. Hold on, okay. hold on. Booker also had nine assists in his most impressive performance of a spectacular playoff run that has included three 45-point outings. He has scored 295 points in these playoffs, the most by any player in the first eight games of postseason since Michael Jordan in 1990. Wow, all right. Go D-Book. Go D-Book. Him and his car, his vintage car. Yeah, he's like an oasis out in in Arizona. That's so cool. I would, honestly, one day I would live in the desert and like, if I could afford it, I would buy like a really pretty like flat house, like a ranch style house out in the desert with a pool, like an infinity pool, man. Even if it's 105 degrees, you can still, it's sunny. That's the dream. Right? You could pull a Megan and take a nap on a floaty. Oh, and get your scalp burned. Yeah, my scalp's not doing well after that trip, but it took No. <laughs> it was worth. I barely got tan. I don't know what happened. 
I felt like I was out in the sun a decent amount. Apparently, like, I'm over the years of my life where I can just tan. And now I just, you know, stay very It's probably fair, for whatever. the better. Just put your sunscreen You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so, yep, Suns won. Uh, and then Lakers, Golden State, which is obviously a series that I am super interested in via the Lakers. So I was at the game the other night. I saw with with Spider-Man boy. What's his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, they're cute. I like them. I didn't even realize they were still dating. Yeah. Lakers lost on Thursday by like actually an embarrassing margin. It was also yeah, around like Steph points. Curry really stepped it up. He's so good, man. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> I, I, Are you still I don't pulling know. for the Lakers? Yeah, I'm still pulling for the Lakers. Of course. I am not a Golden State fan. I never have been a Golden State fan. I respect Seth Curry. I respect Clay. I don't like Draymond. Uh, Jordan Poole's cool. He went to Michigan, so. Didn't you tell me Clay Thompson's dad was announcing the game? Yeah, so Michael Thompson is Clay Thompson's dad. And Michael Thompson played for the Lakers. Uh, I want to say it was like. 87 to 91 and he was on uh teams with magic johnson who for all of the audio listeners was the reason i picked my basketball number in high school 32 mm-hmm. um which is also like in my instagram handle like it's just a number like it's in my email that i've just had since i was younger so always been a magic fan but michael yeah michael played on those teams and after he retired from the NBA, he became a Lakers radio broadcaster. And the and Golden State was at Crypto uh, playing the Lakers. And his and Clay's dad was announcing, you know, the game on the radio. And so basically it was like probably a pretty big conflict of interest trying to, you know, broadcast Clay, Clay the Thompson family is from LA. So yeah. I'm sure like Clay felt at home, but uh, watching your son wanting your son to like continue on to the NBA finals and also like radio broadcasting about the Lakers. But I thought, I thought that was really cute and interesting because uh, it's kind of like a, like a legacy with the Lakers there. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought that was really unique and probably very special for them. That's really cute. Yeah. But so yeah, game threes tonight uh, series is tied one to one. And haven't really seen any, like, major performances from the Lakers. Anthony Davis has been kind of lazy in the post, in my opinion. Uh, but also that's just from me watching and listening to the announcers during the games. Mm-hmm. I really – I've always liked AD, but uh, I do think he gets – like, he's always injured. He's kind of a baby. Um, yeah. LeBron's LeBron, right? But outside of that, I don't think there's been anything, like, outstanding. I don't know if you – have any thoughts there i'm a steve kerr gal forever mm. and ever so i'm pushing for golden state to win um beef beef yeah fight katie <laughs> yeah. Um, but i won't be heartbroken either way it's just fun to watch yeah it is let's talk about something that we neither of us are very familiar with hockey hockey <laughs> NHL! <clears throat> what even is I NHL? I wish. 
I so badly wish if anyone listening is a hockey fan and wants to indoctrinate me into that world. <laughs> indoctrinate? I, I want to be a hockey fan so badly. Yeah. I feel like I just, like we talked about last episode, which by the way, last episode we, we said we'd talk about hockey and here we are talking about hockey. Um, just haven't been around it enough. Um, and in these playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, neither of the teams that we would care about are in it. I think the Kings went pretty far and then they dropped off. I don't know who the hockey team is in Phoenix. The Coyotes. Coyotes. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) so, so currently we are in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs and quick recap of the teams here. So the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers are playing each other and the Panthers, Florida, imagine a Florida hockey team uh, is winning the series two to zero hurricanes uh, and the devils devils are from New Jersey. Canes lead two to zero Dallas stars versus Seattle Kraken, which Kraken is such a sick ass name. Like that is a sick name. Isn't it their first year? Is it? As a team? Yeah, I think so. Today is a Googling kind of day. Seattle Kraken. I know that they're a newer team. No, so their second season? Wow. No, that's awesome, though. I know. They're already in the playoffs. When I go up to Seattle... I should go see. Hockey season will be over by that point. Maybe I can see an off-season game or something. You can buy a t-shirt at least. (laughs) True. Uh, So that series with Dallas and Seattle is tied 1-1. And then the Golden Knights versus the Oilers. Uh, Knights are up 1-0 on that series, and they play tonight. And can we just quickly talk about Vegas getting all of these all-of-a-sudden sports teams? And and yeah. good good teams. Like the Knights are good. If your city brings the fandom with it, why not go there? Right. Like you take Los Angeles for example, you have so many teams in Los Angeles competing for fans. UCLA, USC, the Clippers, the Lakers, like you name it. Um the Dodgers Chargers, I mean, the Angels, recent, yeah, by. literally, yeah. It's, yeah, the Rams, the Chargers. It's like, as a financial move, I think it's smart. I mean, mm-hmm. go somewhere else, go where um, there's people that will come and watch your game. I know you and I, not on the, the pod, but you and I have talked about Utah too, Salt Lake City trying to bring in a MLB franchise. Like, Go where the money takes you. Totally. Yeah. And there's, I think Vegas has kind of been taboo in the past, given like the gambling and kind of like the culture there. But since the Raiders have gone, I think it's kind of just been like a momentum spin. Like now the A's are probably going to go. I think there's an issue like who's going to pay for the stadium in building a new baseball stadium. Like, is it going to be the taxpayers? Is it going to be the city? You know, what? Hmm. So I, I don't I don't know where that lands, but the plan is for the A's to leave Oakland and follow the Raiders there. So they'll have 
I'm pretty sure they have an MLS team, right? Soccer. I think they do. Questions I don't know the answer to. I think they have soccer. They have NFL. They'll have MLB. And then they'll have hockey. So they're just missing NBA, realistically. Well, and this fall, the first Formula One race is coming to Vegas. No way. They completely have priced out the American fandom by going there. Like, it just costs a ridiculous amount of money to be able to go. But... That's a global sport that you're bringing to a city. So props to Vegas. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's great to see. I mean, clearly Vegas is growing uh, out even outside of sports. So that's cool. Um, One thing I wanted to point out, I know we both don't really watch hockey, but there was this like, kind of grotesque injury that happened uh, with someone from the Winnipeg Jets. His name is Morgan Barron. And it was, by the time this pod comes out, it'll have been a couple weeks ago. But basically, he was going to score and he was kind of close to the goalie and like close, like in the goal box, I think, or whatever it is. I don't know the, the terminology. And the goalie has like was like reaching for the puck. His back skate flew up. So the blade was facing upwards and Morgan happened to slip as he was like trying to shoot or whatever it was. His face went directly into the goalie's blade. Like uh, no. And and so my first question when I read this was like don't they wear they wear helmets. They wear like guards or whatever. No. It no. got it got stuck. They do wear guards, but it got the blade got stuck between his the metal face guard and the helmet. So it was oh like, oh my this. god! I know, I know. And so then to make it even worse, someone fell on top of him and like wasn't aware that the blade was like in his oh. face mask. Yeah, and so obviously he had to get pulled out of the game. He got seventy five stitches. Oh my god! And I don't know if that says enough about. NHL, but like, what a dangerous sport! Like, you literally gruesome, gruesome. You literally have knives on the ice at all times. Like, just I don't know. That's that. That was enough for me. I watched the video for like literally three seconds, and then I had to turn it off. I I couldn't even. I can't watch sports injuries happen like that. It really. Do you remember a time watching a sports injury where? Do you like remember a specific one that was like really bad? The one where, so vague, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. The one where the guy's leg snapped in half on the bass. I think it was basketball Ooh. court. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, I can't. I can't. I know. The leg ones, the knee ones, and the ankle ones are like. Ooh. Oh, Bones God. Sticking out of the body. I'm out. God. I'm out. Yeah, no. But yeah, so that, I, I wanted to point that out because that was kind of like a very gruesome piece Ew. of what's been going I know. Uh. Formula One. Formula One. Okay. Starting off, Katie, with Formula One, do you have questions about it? I do have questions about Formula One, and I'm really glad you asked. Uh, So for the listeners, I don't watch Formula One. I I know. It really is. And I'm not anti. I just, if I'm going to watch racing, I've watched, you know, I watch IndyCar racing. I've just always grown up watching IndyCar. Yeah. I have, you know, I obviously, like, you know, like, 
I have like friends that race in IndyCar, whatever, you know, so, but Formula One has really taken off. And because you and I are, you know, pretty close, I've like kind of taken akin to it and like more of an interest to it. So it's, it happens historically, it happens only in Europe, right? It's like a cup type series or. So it's, it's Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Oh, wow. Um, in the U S too. So I don't know how long they've been racing, but, uh, Austin, Texas, the Mm. first U S race. So they, they come, they've added Miami, which is this weekend. Fun. Alex Earl's there. Um, they've added Miami. It's the second year they've done it there. And they've added Vegas, which we just talked about, which will be the first time in Vegas in the fall. Why do they add um, the t- they add the two biggest party cities to a Formula One race? I mean, I love it, but it 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 makes sense, I guess. Because where in the United States are you gonna go where someone can drop like a hundred thousand dollars for a single person for a single day at the race? Yeah, you know, like Miami and Las Vegas. Valid. It's a very money driven elitist sport Mm. and it takes a lot of money to put on and a lot of money has to come in and so that's i mean as with any professional sport money's the big driver so right they went where the the money's coming in i mean Um, right i know last weekend they were in uh they were at baku okay and it was actually a really boring race. It happened while we were in, um, we were on vacation together, but, um, I watched a little bit here and there on my phone, came back. Everyone said it was pretty boring, except for the fact that in every formula one race, so there's 20 drivers and 10 teams. Mm -hmm. Um, you have your primary driver, which is your Lewis Hamilton's Max Verstappen's, um, Lando Norris. Okay. Fernando. Are, are those, those are those people. based on like winning points or is it like a starter sort of thing? Both. Okay. Um, it's like the lead driver, the best driver, the most experienced driver usually is driver number one. There's a second driver and as they're racing, um, they always have to pit once. And, um, there was one driver in this race. They were not basically what happens as they drive is their tires degrade Yeah, sure. and it changes traction. It changes speed, whatnot. Um, and you have to change your type of tire at least once. So Pirelli comes in and they say like, okay, you have three different compound tires. You have your soft, your medium, and your hard. So one of them will be long lasting. One of them, like the softest, usually is the fastest Mm. and it'll degrade the fastest. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Ocon had whatever set of tires on. Um, They were not really degrading at this point. So he basically had almost made it the entire race without making a pit stop to change his tires. He comes in in the last few laps and all the media is already congregated in the pit lane. What? The pit lane, the pit lane has a um, speed limit. So when they come in, there's a button on their steering wheel that they can click. It 
locks in a speed limit. And so they drop down to however many kilometers per hour. And it's still fast. They're going. Yeah, yeah. 40, 50, 60 miles an hour. I don't know exactly what it is. But all these people were standing in his way and had to basically jump out. And the announcers just went berserk. Like, they were like, this is so dangerous. This should not be happening. Yeah. Why is it? And it comes off all this drama of people jumping the fence, getting on the track. Because when they're done with the race, they do the celebration and they let people onto the track to come fill in and watch the celebrations happen. And I think it was Australia. People were, like, basically, like, jumping over the fence, breaking in, just really dangerous. And illegal. Well, I don't know if it's illegal. You can't you can't jump a fence to in to get into a race. It's not, not just a fence of the arena. Like the fence between the grandstands and the racing road. So that when a car flips, it you know, it hits the catch gate. Right. They're jumping the catch gate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was crazy. Yikes. But this weekend, they're in Miami. Woo! Party town. I hope you watch. It's Today is qualifying. Um, I'm not sure what time it's going to happen. Maybe in the next couple of hours. Okay. But... It's been a whole production. They have the um, Formula One camp set up in the Miami Dolphins football arena. Uh, the Miami Dolphins wow. have been out there. The baseball teams has been out there. Uh, just a really weird crossover between American sports and these yeah. Formula One drivers. Also funny, Formula One drivers are tiny. They're like, I don't know, the shortest one's probably five foot three. Maybe six foot, six foot two is the range. What? They have to stay light. They have to stay small. They have to fit inside those cars. And then they're like right. throwing the football with American football players who are the right. strongest men ever. It's funny. Oh, what was that video you sent me about? There was a F1 driver doing a reflex test with it with Tyreek Hill. Was it? Oh yeah. So they do a reflex. If, okay. For people who can't see me, you have someone with you holding two tennis balls and you stick, lay your hands on top of their hands. And when they drop the tennis balls, you have to grab them. And the difference between, yeah, Tyreek Hill's reflexes. And I think it was Pierre Gasly. His reflexes was insane. Like formula one drivers just have like the fastest reflexes you've ever seen. I, I, that's something I would like, it's obvious. Like, obviously you have to be like very reflexive and like focused but you just don't think about it. Like they are athletes and even though they sit in the car, like they're sweating, they have to react quickly that, you know, like there's a mental game, like you have to be on it. Like it's definitely a very intense sport that, you know, just because you're not necessarily exerting like a lot of bodily movement, like it's still very, very intense and it takes a lot of skill. Yeah, it does. The amount of G forces that happen when your car is taking a turn Mm. Um, just because of the downforce, it's like tens of pounds, like just on your neck alone, Oh you God. know? And so yeah. like they'll train their neck and like, they're really quite strong, but they have to be strong and light and small and lean at the same time. So it's a unique 
sport to kind of have to optimize your yeah physique your body for, for but yeah what's this about uh the fake water at this miami race i can't believe you i just like wish you have to watch tomorrow they built like this fake yacht marina and it's just these big yachts where the water below them is just like a picture of water what <laughs> it's really funny but when you go to Miami, like you can, there's like a beach area where they like built a whole fake beach and mm -hmm. you can watch the race on one of the turns, like in your swimsuit, in the pool, just watching Woo! the cars go by. I want to go yeah. so badly one day. It's probably, is it expensive to get tickets? Oh, extremely. Oh, really? You can go like for Vegas, for example, you can go and st do standing room only for a fair price. Mm -hmm. um nothing more you than you'd pay for like a good concert but the cost of getting there the cost of hotels like the cost of food like anything it's impossible to get a place to stay mm -hmm. it's just kind of ridiculous all around um if you want a seat you're paying tens of thousands of dollars oh, per oh wow so wow one day sounds like standing room for me <laughs> i can't say that at five foot three and some change yeah I, me and standing room only don't work very well us at the tyler childers concert at stagecoach <laughs> could you even the see the back of someone's head yeah the the guy in front of me moved he was like are you sure you can see and i was like i'm just here because my friends like this guy like Aww. i don't really know his music so i'm just it's okay. I'll just yeah. watch the screen. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I could barely see, and I was probably equal height with that guy, so. And then the other guy to the side that showed up later to that concert, he was like, do you want me to put you up on my shoulders? I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my. You were taller than him. <laughs> yeah, I was. Right? Oh, and then he had his girlfriend with him, and he was, like, chatting with you, and his girlfriend was just like, woo! I'm like, I'm like, bro, pay attention to your girlfriend. Like, yeah, not that. Like, I mean, are you sure you don't want to go up on my shoulders? I was like, no, I'm good. I don't. <laughs> I don't know you. And I dude, that would gross me out. A stranger man's hair between my thighs. I'm sorry. Ew, ew. What? He probably doesn't even wash his hair. If he's not paying attention to his girlfriend, I know he doesn't wash his hair. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, this the standing the standing room only is definitely hit or miss. But okay, I want you you mentioned that like tickets for a standing room would be like maybe fair price, like a concert ticket. So I know we like chatted about this before, but I'm really torn. Okay. Should should I see Drake in concert? He's going on he's on tour. I think he's going on tour if he's not already on it. Um he's playing in Seattle in the fall and among other places. But tickets are as of right now, not like below the bank expensive. And I've loved Drake since I was like, I don't know, 12 when he was like first coming out with like real kind of music that got him started. Um, how much, what are you looking at ticket prices? Yeah, I'm on seat geek. Hold okay. on. And for anyone listening, if you are a Drake fan, uh, power to you. Would you like to go Friday or Saturday? 
In Seattle? Yeah. I didn't even I'm going to go Saturday. Yeah, let's do Saturday. Yeah. If you would like to stand, GA floor, it's $473. Is that center floor, like facing the stage? Okay. Okay. You could be behind. You could be behind. No, it's a 360 degree stage, according to this. Hey! If you want, ooh, some are 800, 800, 500. I think you should go. I'm okay being in the nosebleeds for Drake because I like know pretty much all of his songs. It's not like it'd be like a boring concert, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm like really torn. We'll see. What are you torn about? It's a scheduling problem more than anything. Like you're busy on a Saturday. I, I will need a place to stay Saturday night because I won't have started my residency there until the next day. Oh. Yeah. And that's expensive. And then I have, will have been driving, you know, 10 hours that day. Uh, I don't know. I'll think about it. That's. What if you go to one of the ones in California? I thought about that too. Like at, I'm sure he's playing at SoFi Stadium or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. I also like want people to go with, and you're in Arizona, you know, like all of my friends are spread out. So it, it'll, we'll see. Would you come out for the Drake concert? Well, I start <laughs> school, I start school August 14th. So okay, if it was before August 14th, I'd do anything for you. Oh, after August 14th, I have zero vacation days for the next five years. What? So, yeah. Do you do you get regular school breaks in a PhD program? You um you get the school holidays off class and you get a summer, but mm. every time there's a school break holiday summer, you're working. So uh. Most of the time, people may go home to see family who are not in state right around Christmas, but that's it. Got it. Um, it's kind of like a 24-7 time commitment. Wow. Good for you, girl. Proud of you. Well, it, it'll we'll be great. see how it goes. Yeah. No, it'll be great. It'll be great. But to answer your question, I think that... You and I are 24 years old, Mm -hmm. going on 25. Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard to be 24 and pigeonholed into working all the time. And I think it's really important for us. To your parents' point, your parents were like almost emotional at us on vacation together. Really? Just like having a moment, even just doing this, like having a moment for us to stop and get our heads out of work. And you were saying like, you don't really feel like you're a kid anymore or like that, that freedom of being a kid is there. Like just go to the Drake concert. Yeah. Oh no, totally. Good point. Yeah, you have to, you have to prioritize those things. You have so many, you are so talented and like you've so many years of your life to make up 
however much it's going to cost you to book a hotel. Oh, thank the you. The night Meg. before your trip. So I think you yeah. should just go. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely leaning towards it. And to your point, like it was really good to like get the break. And, and my parents were a little bit emotional. I think they were sentimental about us. I think in general, my parents are sentimental about us growing up, but yeah. no, you're right. Like we do work, both of us work a lot. I mean, you literally went into work on a Saturday morning. So yeah, after I woke up without an alarm at 4.45. That's baller. That's baller. I don't know though. what kind of mutiny adulthood is when you turn. <laughs> I, I like, I had that moment where I, was thinking about, um, I was worrying about my rotations that will happen a year from now. Yeah. Happens. And I like rolled over and I was like, Oh, it's going to be like seven, seven thirty, eight. Oh, it was four forty-five. So I was like, well, I guess it's time to get up. Good for you. I mean, that, that is what I've realized too. When I was younger, I would always wonder like, why don't my parents sleep? I love sleeping in, you know, like, my parents never sleep in the house. And now I'm realizing I don't do that. I don't do that either anymore because I wake up in it with a panic attack about work <laughs> and like the, the a million adult things that you have to do on a weekday or even on a weekend. Yeah. Uh, like it's hard. I don't know how you feel, but like I, I enjoy doing things like this with the podcast and whatever, and we can get the vacation, but like work for me in my head doesn't stop on Friday at six or 7 PM. Like it, it's, it's in my head and maybe I need to do a better job of like compartmentalizing, but, and I think it's probably the high achiever in both of us. Like I can't turn off that switch very well. I'm constantly like, how can I be better? You know, what do I need to be doing? Which is detrimental to mental health. I think in the long term because it's not sustainable to be working you know, how, you know, however many hours works for you or me, but yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Like I, I wake up in the morning now. I don't sleep in very much either. And so it's just, it's definitely been an adjustment. I think I, I mean, I'm in a, a little bit of a different boat. Like I've known that I am going back to school for such a long time now that my responsibility has turned from being an employee to being a full-time employee plus a student plus a mentor mm. plus you know whatever else everyone needs me to be and in science there's a necessity to stay up to date on mm -hmm. articles that are coming out um and just the the up and coming research in your field at all times mm -hmm. and to consistently stay on your experiments. And, you know, some people have big teams of people doing things at the same time so they can crunch out data super fast. It's just me and my, my work bestie shout out, mm -hmm. um, who's leaving me. I'm, I'm so sad about it. I hate that. I hate when that happens. I know. Um, my, the, the nature of my job is I have to work on Saturdays and Sundays anyways, and I have way more flexibility with my schedule than you do in like mm -hmm. the corporate world. But, um, 
the nature of my job is to be on all the time and doing Mm. and reading and planning and organizing and cleaning. And, you know, if you're not actually doing work, you're doing dishes and you're Uh, mopping the floor and you're doing like very tedious things. So yeah, it's, it's just boundary setting. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't, that's a learned skill. I think. I was thinking about this this weekend. We've completely gone off the rails of sports, but that's okay. The amount of time I spend working at my job, I love my job. I have Mm -hmm. never felt more fulfilled by a job. I've never felt more in a place where I'm like, this is exactly what I should be doing in this moment. That's so great. Yeah. It does not bother me how many hours I spend at my job. By any means, wow. it bothers other people. Like when you're in a relationship or something of the mm. sorts, it becomes a nuisance to that person. Mm-hmm. And then you get in your head, like, do I work too much? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really bother me, but it's bothering them. Is something wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. do I prioritize this too much? And then when you're out of that relationship, And you're like, it was absolutely no problem for me to get up this morning and go into work and meet you to do this podcast. No problem at all. I had not one sweat in the world. I got up. I went into work. I went for a run. I got a coffee. I came home. Mm -hmm. I saw my mom and my aunt, my cousin. Like I saw like all that happened before 10 o'clock this morning. Right. And so I think it's just like, you have to step back and like, look at what's actually bothering you. It's like, okay, it's not actually the hours that are bothering me. It's a, what I am doing within those hours. How can Mm -hmm. you be more efficient during that time? And like, is it actually bothering me or is it bothering someone else? Cause it's inconvenient for them, even though it's not inconvenient for me. Yes. Thank you. hundred percent. That a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, that's, that's a re that's an evaluation you have to like kind of check in with yourself um and this we can talk about this more next week we're going to be talking about mental health um it's mental health awareness month so we can get into sports mental health we can get into like our personal experience um but i completely agree with you and um that reevaluation and that check-in with yourself on where you're prioritizing and what what you prefer and what works for you like that's important so power to you go meg thank you Uh, yeah (laughs) okay so we're kind of reaching our end here let's talk about future events okay one of which is happening literally in probably five hours from now so when you guys hear this uh our our predictions will hopefully have come to fruition or uh you I have no have, predictions. No predictions for the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> no. <laughs> so the Derb, the big Derb is tonight. Uh, first leg of the Triple Crown. I thoroughly enjoy watching the Kentucky Derby. It's the most exciting, like, 30 seconds, I think, of... <laughs> <laughs> it just it <laughs> happens, and then it's over, you know? <laughs> yes! <laughs> So much money. One day we'll have to do a whole podcast on sports betting because I think it's ridiculous. Yes. So much money 
involved in this sport too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, I remember in college sitting down, one of my good friends in college is from Kentucky from, I forget what city. Louisville? And maybe? No. Okay. That's the only city I know. <laughs> Lexington. Um, yeah. Good point. Um, she loved the Derby as a true Kentucky girl. Um, I, Everyone I know from Kentucky absolutely loves the Derby, but she had it like up on her laptop when we were watching. We were like outside the dorms at UCLA at a patio table and it, mm. it was like, go. And then it was like over. I was like, oh. <laughs> 30 seconds adrenaline rush. <laughs> like everyone there probably spent like thousands of dollars on their outfit oh, and like their 100%. hat oh, and yeah. for 30 seconds of action. But I love, I love the, like, I love just the rally. It's so old fashioned, old money, like American, like, just like, would what? you ever wear a derby outfit? I don't consider you nor I a very girly girl. No, no. What would you wear to the derby? Great question, Megan. First a of all, pantsuit. I, yes. Probably something like that. So let me just preface with, I am not, like, we're not very girly. I'm not very fashionable. I, like, get by. And I am also from California, not from the South. So, like, there is a very different, like, aura around people from the South and, like, like norms of casual dress that I think is, like, kind of stepped up a level. Uh, mm -hmm. So my cousin... <clears throat> My younger cousin, she decided recently she's going to go to Alabama for school. Okay. And so she's thinking about like rushing sororities, which as we know, are like really, I know, really intense. But she was that saying gives that- me anxiety. <clears throat> I know. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be brave enough to do it there. Um, but she was saying there's like a very strict dress code because it's mm -hmm. the South and there's different, you know, like you have to look a certain way. And I feel like that might translate to something like the Kentucky Derby where it's, like I said, like very old money, very like traditional, um, something people like, like it's Kentucky, you know, how many like events do they really get a year that are brings people into the state, you know, whatever it is. So I think I would want to look pretty. I'd want to look well-dressed, but I don't really know if I have the like, expertise to have a derby outfit if one day you became or l let me correct myself one day when you are rich and famous oh <laughs> maybe if you got invited to the derby what do you think you would end up wearing okay a pants it'd be pants not a is dress, it allowed is there a dress code that's a great question it's like how some golf uh, golf clubs are still male only. Yeah. It's like one of those ridiculous things. So that's Kentucky Derby. What, what would you wear? Pants? A business casual dress is required in the turf club trophy room and millionaires row. There's a millionaires row. Not surprised. A jacket. No worn or torn garments, halter tops, athletic wear, frayed or torn denim, and midriff tops. I don't know if I trust this website I'm looking at. <laughs> Not a reputable source. 
So we're not talking about Coachella dress here. <laughs> no. No boots. Not at all. Got it. Okay. Although I can confirm that Stagecoach is far more appropriate than Country Thunder. And I will never be going to Country Thunder again. Yeah. No. No no need to relive that. Ooh, ladies typically wear spring dresses in pastel colored suits or bold separates that coordinate with their derby headwear and accessories. Derby headwear. It sounds like a nightmare for me. Oh, oh. Yeah, I would have no idea. Um, I am expecting to see Jack Harlow there, given, given he's from Kentucky. Uh, so the race, the Kentucky Derby, as everyone probably knows, is held at Churchill Downs. Jack Harlow has a song called Churchill Downs. He's from Kentucky. Uh, he was there last year. I remember seeing photos and videos of him and Drake, like just like chopping it up, which I love. I mean, that's just like, I, I, I've started to like Jack Harlow's music much more now. Um, but expecting to see him, I'm sure he will make an appearance and probably bet a lot of money. Is the Kentucky uh, Derby a big celebrity draw? Like do a lot it, of- It is. It mm. is. And I think more so now that there's a reason for celebrities to go. Like if I lived, if I was from Kentucky, I would go. Like, like you said, like your friend from college, like it's like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, but as far as the technicals of the race, I know that there is a horse named Forte, who is leading in points uh, in qualifiers, you know, up to this point. Um, not sure about predictions, uh, whether or not that horse specifically is supposed to win. I think, I, I don't know about you, but I think horse racing is kind of like, if you bet on horse racing, you're really betting on literally anything can happen. I don't necessarily think the winning horse always wins. Let me read you some of the horses' names. Okay. I don't know if I love horse racing as like a concept, but fair. That's for another day. Fair. Hit show. Verifying. Two fills. Confidence game. King's Barnes. Reincarnate. Mm. Skinner. Disarm. Sun Thunder. Angel of Empire. Forte. Rocket can. <laughs> oh my god. Cyclone mischief. King Russell. King. King. That's a king. Interesting. Kind of creative. Angel of Empire. Don't know what that one's about. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so. Yes, for everyone listening, that is happening tonight, which is Saturday night, May 6th. Uh, once you hear this, it will have been over, so hopefully it is a very exciting event. The other two legs of the Triple Crown are the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont Stakes, and those are not at Churchill Downs. I don't know very much about those races, um, but we will keep you updated as the Triple Crown continues. Uh so what else do we have coming up this week, Megan? Uh, the NBA playoffs are obviously continuing games tonight um, and then throughout the week and Stanley Cup. Um, I don't know what else is happening. MLB is early season, right? So it's not like extremely exciting. Um, I think things start to really ramp up like through summer and then obviously in the fall. In yeah. yeah, in the fall, right? But 
the Dodgers, as you know, the only team I'm really keeping up with, they played the Padres uh, last night. The Padres won. Uh, Tatis hit a bomb off of Kershaw. Uh, kind of, kind of a rough, a rough go there. I'm not obviously don't really like the Padres. I think Padre fans are a little bit trashy sometimes. Uh, but yeah, that's you know early season MLB. Nothing super exciting, but we'll keep you guys updated there. All right, and everyone can tune in, Katie, to the Formula One race tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do my best. You should watch at least for the the production of it. Yeah, sure. I, you're absolutely right. No, I, I really pinky should. promise. Pinky. <laughs> um, cool. Yes. Yeah, so next episode, I'm, I'm thinking we're dropping this on Wednesday. Uh, next episode will be the following Wednesday. We'll be talking about mental health. We'll be talking about updates and NBA playoffs, um, and some other exciting news. So thank you for catching us here for episode two uh, and excited to continue on. Yeah. DM us again. If you have any questions, we will answer you or answer you here on the podcast. Um, please follow us on Spotify. And um, if you're on Apple podcasts, um, follow us on YouTube and come find us on Instagram at playing dirty podcast and Twitter at Playing Dirty Pod if you're a Twitter person. Like and subscribe, please. Yeah, and if you guys want, leave us a review, a five-star review. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. So uh, Katie and I's friendship can grow with more people. Um, yeah. It's been really fun talking to everyone about doing this. Um, again, Katie and I are just doing it to be able to talk to each other each week and keep our mental health in check and stay in touch as friends living far away from each away. other. Yeah. So we're just happy to share that and happy to have time with everyone. It's been cool to see people reach out about the podcast too. People have listened. Um, I know a lot of my friends from home, uh, and some of our mutual friends have been really supportive and we love it. And we just want to say thank you. I know it's only been one episode. This is our second one. Uh, please keep it up. The YouTube has, I think, 50 views now. <laughs> uh, would really love just like, subscribe, uh, keep listening on Spotify, keep listening on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, um, follow us and promote. Uh, we really, we really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.